Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. The Lord will lead you in your life. And sometimes the Lord may speak something to you. And then it might be down the road. But as, as you go on that path, there might have to be some adjustments made. That's right. That's good. Uh, I used to think decades ago when I first came to know the Lord that God had this set in stone plan and that everything just happened according to his plan and then I began reading the scriptures (laughs) and I saw there's a lot of things happening in the earth that are not according to his plan well if you've had your eyes open at all in the last few years you see the enemy is trying to take apart America through hatred division strife you know people are at each other uh and that's, that's a, the enemy's plan is to cause internal strife. You know, the way that he takes apart a family, usually he'll try and come against the husband and the wife, the mother and the father, right. and cause strife there, and then work its way down. So uh, knowing how, that the Lord is uh, sufficient and that he's able to adjust, I feel in the last three years things have changed in America more than I'll ever know but that I believe the Lord has had to redirect a lot of people in the body of Christ. And we were talking with Pastor Webb when he was at Highway back in the uh, end of February. Um, and this is a man who's served the Lord faithfully for decades and been around the world, and he is uh, highly esteemed. And he said, you know, I'm traveling uh, in, in the, all the places I go. He said, I want you guys to know you're doing a very good job. Yeah. And what you guys are going through and seeing, he said, I'm seeing it all over the country. Yeah. And uh, he talked about, he said, you know, when we started our church back in 1981 or something, 82, that he started his church back in Alabama. He said, we started it in a move of God. He said, all we had to do was put a sign up saying, Word of Faith Bible Study, and people were lining up out the door. He said, people were so hungry to get the Word of God. He said, and that's changed. He said, I believe that's going to happen again. Usually what precedes a move of God is, a, is a, a time of confusion, darkness, because the enemy comes in yet like he has in these last few years. And when the enemy comes in, the Spirit of the Lord comes in to counter and, 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 and nullify what the enemy's trying to do. We believe that's happening already. Um, so we believe there is a shift. And as I share with you, we went to, to Nashville. We, we didn't know why. We, then we ended up went to Tulsa in December of last year, just just months ago, and unexpectedly, the Holy Spirit started speaking to us about Tulsa. It is the center of the country, similar to Nashville, but it was not a place we ever thought of. Um, so um, we went through these beginning months of the year, and then we had to vacate the building. And during March and April, we continued to pray. And my, our plan initially was to be in that building through 20, into 2023, was our our my, what I thought we would do, and then during that time to find a location. Well, we have been looking at different locations since then, even it would have been two weeks ago now was the most recent that I looked at a possible location here for Highway. So we still have our eyes open, 
but uh, nothing has materialized. Nothing has worked out. And during that time, uh, I can be, I guess, uh, there's a tenacity about me that's very good, but there needs to be a willingness to adjust and change that sometimes can be uh, challenging on the Lord's end for, for, because of me. <laughs> so when the Lord gives me a plan, I'm on it, and we're going to get it done no matter what. But sometimes the Lord says, hold on, I want to redirect you. I want to shift some things. And uh, I've, I've learned, and I'm learning more how to flow with that, you know. Um, so through March, I thought, okay, we're going we're gonna, to, we're, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay here, get this thing going. And through April, towards the end of April, that whole time, just the Lord began speaking to me. He said, okay, I want, this to, I want this to happen now. So I'm thinking, well, this is God. He says, now he might mean like a year from now, you know, two years from now, nine months. And then and God is so gracious and he'll just smile at you and as you just worship him and say, okay, you mean like you want like now. And that was end of April. And uh, he impressed upon us to get our home on the market before Memorial Day. And that was quite a project uh, after living 27 years in a region to get all your stuff together in four weeks and and list your home. So that was a big deal for me, just, just in terms of logistics and emotionally as well. Um, so that's what we did. And, uh, and he he's began to speak to us regarding those things. So we began to try and uh, contact as many people as we could uh, in the month of May and a- end of April and uh, just navigate this thing. But I share with you, last Sunday I was a blubbering mess after service. <laughs> And uh, I went home that night, just prayed to myself, and and uh, got up in the morning before everyone else went down to my living room, sat in the couch, got up my Bible, and just started worshiping the Lord, and just uh, just letting the Holy Spirit minister to me. And uh, and then my phone was ringing, and I usually don't answer during prayer, but. I saw the emoji of my pastor, Jonathan Del Turco, there. His little face lit up. <laughs> and I, I knew I should pick it up. So I said, Hey, Pastor. He said, Good morning. And he started talking to me, and I became a blubbering mess again on my couch. I'm glad no one was awake. So it was just me. <laughs> Even the dog was sleeping, so it was good. But I just, uh, he asked me how everything was going. I said, oh, I said, You know, it's God's good. He's faithful. And I said, It's just been. Uh, challenging for me to uh, walk through this, you know. I'm not going to start again. I'm good. And uh, he spoke to me very, he said, uh, I've been, you've been on my heart very strongly. Now, we don't get to talk a lot. He's in North Reading, and he's uh, got all kind, he travels around the world. But whenever we do, it's very meaningful. But he said, I was praying out of my deck this morning, and you were so strong in my heart, I had to call you. And it was perfect. And and he began to encourage me. He said, when I was in West Africa, this is him talking to me. He said, I was ministering to a large group of pastors. And as I was ministering, the Lord said something out of my mouth, and I had to stop and write it down. So I stopped what I was saying, and I wrote it down. And he said it to me, and he says, you'll never know the depth of my favor until you step out into the impossible. Amen. And boy, did that minister to me. Amen. And that's so true. You know, we... Sometimes we don't mean to, but in following Christ, we kind of want to build our little place and just stay there, you know. <laughs> and if there's a change that happens, we, we retreat into our corner. No, I don't want to change. But God's saying, step out of the boat yeah. and come to me, yeah. you know. And he's, he's faithful to carry us 
and to enable us to do things that are simply not possible. So you can, again, please, if you haven't listened to last week's message, uh, this has been kind of like a whirlwind for me, but I do believe we're, we're doing what the Lord has asked us to do the best that we can. But I, I, we are not disappearing. We're not, we're not uh, falling off the face of the earth. <laughs> we're just repositioning ourselves. Um, I believe he wants to create a hub in the center of the country. And I'm going to tell you today why I think this is going to be very successful. But let's read this together. I'll read it to you, the three-part plan for transition and expansion. So there are three parts to it. There are home groups, pastoral leadership, and online ministry. And we'll just start at the top of the page. So it's home groups to foster the well-being, growth, and fellowship of the current highway congregation through home groups. Home groups would gather weekly to host watch events where the worship and ministry of the word would be streamed, followed by local prayer, ministry, and fellowship among congregants. Um, that, this includes the potential goal of gathering all home groups together for periodic in-person meetings locally. We will shorten the live stream Sunday services to approximately one hour. This will allow for discussion, prayer, and fellowship in each home after the service. We will also continue to release regular video Bible studies during the week that can be used for midweek gatherings as well. And I hope you've been enjoying those. Uh, Part three of It Is God's Will to Heal came out this Wednesday. Uh, In addition, we will continue to send regular exhortation through emails and social media, which will help this highway family to grow stronger in the finished work of Christ. This includes the potential goal of gathering all home groups together for periodic in-person meetings locally. Our goal and hope would be that the successful growth and support of home groups in New England and the growth and support of the work in Tulsa. Now, I say work in Tulsa. There's nothing waiting there for us, naturally speaking. We're going out there, and we're starting from the ground, okay? So the work in Tulsa Search for a new, lo- uh, excuse me, when I successful growth and support for home groups in New England and the growth and support of the work in Tulsa would enable the leasing and purchasing of our own facility locally, the Highway Tulsa and a Highway New England. Uh, pastoral leadership. The Boscos will relocate to Tulsa. How about that? <laughs> Search for a new location and begin the expansion. Pastors Joseph and Jennifer will continue to pastor this highway family and have apostolic oversight over the message and the ministry. Jennifer and I are committed to the message we preach and will continue to do all we can to keep it simple and accessible. This includes the potential goal of training and installing additional leadership locally. Online ministry. We will continue to improve the broadcast quality and scope of our online ministry and build our online congregation numerically and geographically. So online being people who fully participate online only. Online only are people that are vitally connected through their faith, prayer, online attendance, and online giving, but do not attend a home group or corporate gathering. And uh, just as an update, uh, our media campaign we did back in the fall, and we, uh, we received $14,000 and um, then we got into January, and a number of things we wanted to buy were backordered indefinitely. Then we had to vacate the building. So up to date, we've, we spent about 6500 of that 14000 getting equipment that we need, just as an update. So, um, so that's where we're at right now. Still have a number of things we want to get, but uh, just, just 
update on that. Um, let's keep reading here at the bottom of the page. We ask that everyone prayerfully consider helping us to develop this home group model of church. The home group model is not new and has been done very successfully in the states and around the world. We realize that this is a big change for all of us. We would like to ask that the Highway family prayerfully consider this three-part plan and commit to helping its success for the next six months through 2022. And then we will evaluate the overall success and determine the next steps come January of next year. See where we're at and say, okay, you know, and we're going to be listening. We're, I, I'm living one day at a time. It's a good way to live, I tell you. <laughs> and that's really the Lord's instruction to us, isn't it? Right. right, to take it one day at a time. Um, we anticipate some will be very excited about home groups and some may not. We, all, we will trust the Holy Spirit to lead during this time. And whatever people decide to do, we'll bless them and encourage them to follow Christ with all of their hearts. We'll encourage every believer to be led by the Holy Spirit as we have done from the beginning. And we will continue to encourage everyone to follow the peace of Christ in their own lives. And uh, you have the Holy Spirit in you. He will never forsake you. He's, he is your provider. He's your wisdom. He's your strength. And the only way I've been able to walk with him since 1980, late 80s, was just by the, the, the grace of God and the Holy Spirit leading us each step of the way. And there are times in my life, it, just, it looks like there's just no way this, this is going to work. And the Holy Spirit <laughs> makes it happen. But all that he asks us to do is to trust him, to trust and obey, just to walk with him, to walk this out. And um, so that's where we're at right now. And, uh, you know, I didn't even know we tried to get this place, and there's a lot going on. There's a huge wedding here today, and uh, a and, uh, number of things, but we were able to get it for a couple Sundays, and uh, we're just going week by week, so um, we're working out the timeline with everything. Um, so let me share with you uh, from the Word. I want to encourage you. Um, I'm going to read to you Matthew 11:27 through 30. And I really want to encourage you to make this kind of a, your, your method of operating from here on out. And I believe it's, it's really should be our method of operating. It's, it's walking with Christ is the title of this series. So Matthew eleven twenty seven through 30, and we're starting in the message translation. And this is Jesus. As Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly, he says, The Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father-son operation. And I want to encourage you to model Jesus. He's, he's exampling for us this intimate relationship with the father that is for each of us, okay? It's for you. It's for me. So our goal in life is, is to really do what the father leads us to do and to say the things he's called us to say. This is a unique father-son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge no one knows the Son the way the Father does, nor the Father the way the Son does, but I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. So this, this intimacy is available to anyone willing to listen. I like verse 28. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned on a religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. So if I don't come to him and I don't get away with him, guess what? 
I'm going to lose my life. That doesn't mean I'm going to all of a sudden die, but I'm, I'm not going to take hold of what he has for me. Do you understand? I'm not going to live the high life, the good life that he's purposed for me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. This is my goal. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And uh, certainly during these past few months for me, past few years, but just, uh, you know, there are times when you feel like, I want answers, all right? What's going on? <laughs> That's how our flesh feels sometimes. And, uh, and I've encouraged you, because this is what I need to do, you know, it's during those times when the flesh starts rising up and, and demanding or getting offended or it, to quiet that flesh by worshiping Christ. Because your spirit's locked in. Your spirit's united with Christ. Your spirit's sensitive to the... But our flesh isn't. <laughs> our, flesh, our flesh can throw a fit at the drop of a hat. You know, your flesh can just want to drop on the floor and have a pity party. But we do have to train our flesh. And the more you train it, uh, the, the less that will happen and, and the, the less stronger that will be. And it'll be, after a while, it's just like, shut up, let's keep going. <laughs> you know, you just kind of duck water off a duck's back. But what I've had to do, you know, just so many uh, unknowns in my life, um, you know, just, just personally, like I said, going to a place we've never lived, uh, there's nothing in the natural way. But again, this is not the first time we've, God's called us to a place we've never lived. That's, that's how it's been. Since I've walked with him, he'll say, go here. And we say, okay, we'll go there. So he brought us here, and it was 27 years ago in December. But, you know, so there's a lot of changes and thinking about the family and all the, you know, what questions, why, where, when, how, who. And then I have to quiet myself and just worship him. And, and I meditate on these scriptures I just read to you. You know, this is an intimate relationship you've given me, Father, with you. And I use, use your imagination when you pray. See the Father. See him walking with you. See Christ smiling at you. See him before you. See the Holy Spirit abiding in you. See that resurrection life of Christ flowing from your spirit through into your soul, strengthening your soul, your emotions, your will, your intellect, strengthening your body, flowing into every part of your body, and meditate with him. Say what he says. Believe what, what he has declared in his word. And it's amazing. And boy, I've had to do this uh, so many times in my life. And even last week, you know, really to get through last weekend, it took the strength of the Holy Spirit for me. But I, I found that as I get away with him, the strength that grows inside of me is beyond this world. And it's for all of us. He will enable you to do things you feel you can't do. Well, I'm excited, even in the midst of all the questions, I'm very excited because I really believe this is a change that's going to benefit all of us. And, and one of the reasons, well, there are a number of them, but the first reason is because Christ is in you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Christ is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. 
The word of God has been planted in you, the revelation of who Christ is, of what he's done for us, of who we are in him has been sown in you year after year and planted in you. And it has taken root in you and it's growing. And I believe those, those branches are going to continue to grow. The, the tree of life inside of you is going to continue to grow, and it's going to reach out to the people around you. And uh, it's going to impact this region more and more. And I'm just navigating here as I'm listening. Um, that's so good. I'm going to share with you a little snippet from an email encouragement I got this week. Um, and then I'll get into s- some of the word, Christ in you, and, and, and someone just, it was, it's amazing how the Lord will speak to someone to speak to you at the time you need it, and they don't have any idea what you've been praying about. <laughs> they don't have any idea of the challenges you've been facing, uh, just like Pastor Jonathan calling. Um, but this person called and encouraged, was so excited, and, and talked about building a new covenant faith community consistent with this ministry's teaching right here in our local communities through these home groups, and they're excited um, to be a part of this network of home groups um, and, and to grow in who God is and what he's done for us and who we are in him. And it, they said, because of this message, we can never go back. Um, we can never go back to Egypt. We've been spoiled with our freedom. And that's true. Once you, you hear the truth, and we've heard this over and over again over the years, people come in and say, I've never heard anything like this. I've been in church for years and years, and I've never heard anything like this. And I get it. I know it. I'm with you. And that's why we're doing what we're doing, because it changes your life forever, and you're, you're spoiled. You've you got to keep going forward, you know. Uh, the work of your hearts and hands through the establishment of a beachhead of straight teaching of the good news in the South Shore Coast area must carry on. He will not let his word return void as those of us who benefit from this teaching are compelled to carry it forward. As difficult as the decision this has been for you all, I pray you will be encouraged by the outpouring of love of the people whom you have loved with no holds barred. Also, I hope that you will see <clears throat> how letting go will actually yield fruit in multiples Amen. that you never would have expected. Amen. My eyes are getting a little blurry. You have tissues? <laughs> I'll just use them. Uh, this is an expansion plan. This is an expansion plan. I see a family of highway churches sprouting up. In remote places, thank you, sweetie. <clears throat> in remote places, distant places that you have not even visited, yes. your apostolic influence increasing beyond your natural scope, and new leaders being raised up in this critical time to continue to spread the truly, this truly good news. Amen. Thanks, bro. <laughs> You're cute too, Adam, but we just like that <laughs> little person in your character. <laughs> uh, 
But, uh, you know, I, I found in my walk with the Lord, there's, uh, you have to contend to keep it simple. Because the flesh wants to complicate things, uh, religious tradition, yeah. philosophies of men, the opinions of others want to kind of weave their way in there and kind of gum things up. So, first reason I, I believe this will be successful is because Christ is in you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very real. But sometimes we have to take steps on that. We have to get up out of our shell and out of the comfort of a corporate gathering, which we can hide behind the sound system and the lights. And, and we've got to realize, wait a minute, Christ is in me. The gospel is in me. God has a plan for my life. I am an ambassador of Christ. And the plan that God has for you did not originate in this world. All the days ordained for you were written in his book before one of them came to be. Each one of us has a divine mission as an ambassador of Christ. And obviously, I'm thankful for all of the facets of the body of Christ and, and the full-time ministry and apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. But along with that, we all have to, we all have to be ambassadors everywhere we go in our daily lives. And that's something special about the home. You know, when God started this whole thing, he created a man and a woman. He created marriage. He didn't create a 2,000-member congregation. He created a man and a woman that would cleave together and become one flesh. And from that, he didn't create anyone else other than that. One man and one woman. And that from their flesh would come the entire human race. Very powerful. But think of the intimacy of that. Just two people. One man, one woman, the entire race would come from them. There's a lot of love. There's a lot of trust in that. And this is how he works. He works through men and women who trust him. So um, home has really been a very important part of my life because growing up, I had a very painful home that I didn't want to be, be in and went through a lot. And I always thought even as a child, you know, seven, eight years old, wouldn't it be amazing if, if when I get big and I get married, if I could have a home that didn't have this kind of stuff happening in it? And I didn't have any answers. I didn't have any scriptures. I just, that was just my thoughts as a child. And then, thank God, I, you know, the Lord put a Bible in my hand as a young man, and I realized that Christ is what was missing from our home. But I knew that if, if we... If I can make Christ the center and focus of my life as a man, that he would bring the woman he has for me in my life, I didn't have to pursue it through dating. I didn't have to do follow the world's advice. I just pursued Christ, and everything he has for me would come my way, and, and she did. And I knew that if, if I would keep Christ as a center and she would keep Christ as a center and we become husband and wife, then he'd be the center of our marriage, and then we could build a home on him. And he'd be the center of our children's lives and of our family. And here I am, you know, 30-some years later, testifying that I've been living in a home with no strife in our 28th year of that. A home of peace, a home of joy, a home where everyone likes to come to and stay and hang out, even people who aren't in our family. We just, it's just a fun place to be. But I give God the glory for that. And the reason I'm bringing that up, uh, in America, we have seen in ministering to people over the years, most 
most the generation after us and following generations are coming from broken homes. They're coming from uh, home situations that sometimes are pretty bizarre. And when we were youth pastors, we ministered to a group of young people that grew to about 150 youth. And in that small group of 150 young people, there are about 60, six zero different schools represented. And it was amazing the things we saw that were going on in the homes. And the Lord impressed upon my heart for many years ago, uh, the greatest thing that can happen in a nation is for homes to be filled with Christ. And I, I understand the political tensions, and I, 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 I like studying government, and I love history, but we can shout and holler all we want about political action, but really what really needs to happen is men and women in their homes need to live for Christ. We need husbands to love their wives as Christ loves the church. We need uh, wives to honor their husbands. We need husbands and wives to submit together unto Christ. And we need, we need parents to love their children and children to honor their parents. If we have a country like that, we'll be unstoppable. The deterioration of America is not because of who's in the White House. It's because of the deterioration of the homes. Okay? And uh, just be, I'm not putting anyone down. I'm just being real with you. Okay? We've, we've got to know him in our homes. That's where we live. We don't live here. We don't live in a warehouse. We don't live in a hotel. We don't live in a church building. We live in our homes. And the, your greatest experiences with Christ should be in your home. Amen. That's where you should be spending the most time with him. Find a place in your home where you just get with him, Matthew 11, 27 through, through 30 there, and just... Just read and just meditate. Just come to him. Let him strengthen you. Let him encourage you. And that has what saved my life is those times alone with him in my home over these years. And before I was married, it would be in my apartment or wherever, whatever your situation is, get alone with him. So that's why I'm so excited about this season that we're entering into where we have the opportunity to gather in homes. The message has not changed um, the message is the same, and we're growing in that. We're putting it out more than ever. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm really working on changing. I'm not a phone tech kind of guy, but I know I need to become much better at that during this season for, for what's happening, and I'm going to get it going. So um, I want to go to John chapter 1. I appreciate your patience as I kind of stumble, stumble through this. John chapter 1. <clears throat> and wh when we're talking about knowing Christ, I, I try and de-religify this as much as possible. There was at one point in my life, he was presented to me as a statue and, or a stained glass window, and I just couldn't get that. I mean, I appreciate artwork, but I can't worship a piece of art, and I can't worship a window. I just had to believe that there was, that God was real and he had to be better than the statues I'd see. And the truth is, he is real. And you can try and put him in a box, but he doesn't fit. He is everything you can ever dream of that is good and infinitely more. He's beyond your greatest dreams. He's perfect love. 
And he's unchanging in that. He'll never deviate from being good. You can't make him be bad. <laughs> Nothing can shift him into a, a, a variance of his nature because he's perfect in all of his ways. And he is, uh, he is the word that we need in our lives for our lives to be transformed. So the second reason, first reason is because Christ is in you. That's why I'm so excited for these home groups. And, and home is where we live. And this is going to be an opportunity for all of us to cultivate our relationship with Christ in our homes and to even invite people into our homes. Yeah. Uh, just one more person, you know, maybe one someone that you've been thinking about. Just say, hey, come over. You know, like I said, it's going to be about an hour long. We'll have some worship. We'll have a good teaching. And then after that, you can talk with your friend you invited over. You can have some, some spaghetti and meatballs or I don't know, whatever you like to have. <laughs> or, or maybe just some crackers and cheese, I don't know, or some ho-hos, whatever you like to eat, <laughs> Twinkies. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know if they make ho-hos anymore, do they? That's an old school hostess thing. <laughs> from my childhood, there was this little round chocolate cake but with cream filling. <laughs> but anyway, you, and then you have an opportunity just to sit and to let Christ flow through you on your couch in your living room. And uh, these, are the, these are special times. And we found as, as, as the parents, as we cultivate this intimate relationship with Christ in our home, it permeates the atmosphere of our home. Because you're the parents, you're the adults in your home, you become the open door for the Holy Spirit in your home. That's right. uh, so when, I, when I'm getting alone with him and Jennifer's pursuing him, it, it creates this atmosphere in our home that impacts our kids and impacts everyone who comes in. So the second reason is, is because of this. In order to grow in Christ, really what we need is his word. John 1.1. 1, 1. This is how God operates in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. One of the most important statements ever made in all of time, written for us by the Apostle John through the Holy Spirit. But let's dereligify this. What is the Word? Well, words are expressions of what's in our heart. So Jesus is the expression of the Father's heart. In the beginning was the Word, the expression of the Father's heart. The expression of the Father's heart was with God, and the expression of the Father's heart was God. So Jesus is the living Word or the living expression of the Father's heart. All right? Now, Psalm 107, verse 20, says this, as he sent his Word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Amen. Uh, very important, two scriptures here, and I, I wanted to go through several more, but I'm going to kind of cut it shorter here. <laughs> he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. And sometimes, just because we're unfamiliar with the way God operates, we want like the sky to turn green, or we want, you know, someone, uh, a great uh, pastor or preacher from just to come into our living room and give us a word from the Lord. But, you know, the Lord will send you his word. And he'll, he'll bear witness to it right here inside of you. And I say that because we're, like never before since the Internet has become accessible, the gospel is going around the world. 
And I haven't, again, we're working on, there's a lot of behind the scenes in terms of when you're online, just producing the videos, monitoring the, the, the metadata and all that stuff, and I, I don't got that yet. But, uh, I mean, the last time we did it was a couple of weeks ago. We had like, I don't know, 10 or so different states that were, that were tuning in. And, and so we're on Facebook, we're YouTube, we're on our live platform and Vimeo. So there's four different platforms and different people watch on different platform. I don't understand it all yet, and maybe I never will, but uh, my point is um, I realized when I came to know Christ that what I needed was to know what God had to say about my life, yes. and we're going back to the 80s now, but I, I want to know what you have to say about me, God, and if I can get that, I've got everything. If I just know what God said, it really doesn't matter what anyone else said because he's God and no one else is. So I began this journey of laser-like focus on what Christ has said. And I'd go through my hard copy Bible and I'd just write things down and meditate and, and memorize and, and, and I'd look for ministries that would say what the Father says. And man, when I'd find a ministry like that, I'd plug in. And I didn't understand tithing back then. Sometimes I just bring my whole paycheck and, and worship God with it. And, and then I learned about the 10%, the offerings. And, okay, well, I can do that then, you know. But I would just so zeroed in. I didn't have a lot of Bible knowledge. But I was so zeroed in on the word from the Lord. And I began to build my life on what the Father had said and look for a church and ministries that would just say that. And boy, I had to be diligent. You know, started out in Northwest Ohio, then went to Southern Virginia, uh, sometime in Pennsylvania, then over to Europe, and then here to New England, and now we're, we're looking at Tulsa. But that was the mainstay in my life was that word from the Lord. And it had to agree with who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and who we are in him as revealed in the scriptures. And so I would plug in, I'd, I'd look for my church, and I'd plug into that church, and this is before the internet. <laughs> and then we had, I'd look for ministries also. I'd go to different uh, special meetings or where they'd bring in speakers. And, uh, and I'd begin giving, sowing offerings and partnering with ministries because I knew that I, I, was, I was tithing to my church and giving offerings to my church, but I also began to partner with other ministries because I just knew that if this word could grow in the earth, people would be delivered because I saw it in my own life. So I want to read you or share with you a testimony. So in other words, you say, well, I've got to be physically together in order for this to work. I have, we have a friend that we knew uh, very close to the family. They, they embraced the fullness of the gospel years ago with us when we were living on Aquidneck Island. And man, they just ran with who Jesus is, what he's done for us, who we are in him. I could tell you some testimonies about uh, one, of, one of them had a fall from a very high place and fell, and their foot just the other way. And they knew the word. And the work team gathered around, and they, they packed it with ice, and, and, and this person went back home and spoke the word to this foot that was flipped around the other way. And the, the next, by, the, by the end of that next day, they went back to work. <laughs> you know, just, you know, supernatural. When you grab a hold of the word, 
you live a whole different kind of life. Well, anyway, they, they ended up moving north years ago. We kept in contact, and then we went online. We started highway, and they started following us online, and then they moved south. Well, three weeks ago, I think it was, I don't, my timeline might be a little jumbled, in the last month, anyway, I'm, I'm out praying, you know, walking outside praying, and I get a text on my phone. No video, no, just a text, you know. I said, okay. And I, it just popped up, and I looked, and uh, it, was, it was my friend. And again, they follow us online, and they, they sew into this ministry that regularly. And uh, they said, uh, just got a, a call from uh, a hospital doctor up here. And uh, they're saying, my mom's in ICU, and uh, they're saying this is, uh, this is it for her. I'm just paraphrasing, but basically, that if you want to pay your respects, that you need to come up now. And he said, but I know you, and I know what you believe. Why does this flashlight keep turning on? Stop that. Um, and uh, would, you, would you pray? So I texted a prayer. I'm telling you, the word works no matter where you're at. There was no phone call. He didn't call and say, ah, just a text. See, when you become a person of the word, you stay calm. Sent me a text. That's all it was. Like maybe two sentences. I don't know, three sentences, one long. I spoke the word over his mother with my thumbs. You know? I, I spoke healing her whole body, restoration. And by the Holy Spirit and the word of God for cells to men for her to begin to recover. And again, and I'm, I'm, I'm not just texting, I'm praying, by f I'm speaking the word, releasing my faith. And that was on like maybe a, a Wednesday or something. He was come flying in on that Friday. Well, I get another text. It's Saturday. And he said, guess what? And he said, I, got to, I flew in and I got to the hospital. They had taken her out of ICU and she's in a regular room. <laughs> and she's improving dramatically and they're going to release her. And, uh, yeah. Amen. But, again, this is all by text. That's right. That's right. Let me show you this in the Scriptures. Are you ready? Do they have texting in the Scriptures? Well, kind of. <laughs> Look at Matthew chapter 8. This is why I believe this will be very successful because it's just built on the Word. Amen. And that can be a word six feet from you. Or that can be a word from the middle of the country. Yes. It can be a word from the West Coast. It can be a word from Siberia. It just needs to be what he said. Yes. So if I could cultivate anything in you, I would cultivate what we're about to read right here. Is this recognition of the power of God's word. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. Remember, a centurion would have been a Roman uh, leader, right, in, in the Roman military, it was not a Jew. It was not one of the sons of Abraham. He did not know the covenant, the Abrahamic covenant or the Mosaic covenant, okay? But he had been hearing about Jesus in the ministry of Christ. So he comes to this Jesus who's a Jew whom they're lording authority over, Right? And he beseeches this Jewish man, and he says, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus says to him, remember, he's the expression of the heart of the Father. 
He says to him, I will come and heal him. And if you listen to the Bible study on Wednesday, why did he say that? Because it is God's will to heal. Anyway, watch the Bible study. Okay, I will come and heal him. So there's the Father's heart right there. Is it God's will to heal? There's your answer. Verse 8, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. I don't need you to be physically present in my life. But speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me. I say to this man, go, and he goes. Another come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled. Imagine that. What, what thrills Jesus when we take him at his word? I mean, this is just private. No one else knows. I'll just, I try and be as open with as I can. It was about two weeks ago, I, I needed God to come through for me. And I got in my closet, literally. That's where I pray mostly. Got on my knees, opened this word, and just realized, God, you are faithful. And I know if you don't come through right now, I'm not going to make it. That's a great place to be. Did he come through? Of course he did. (laughs) See, sometimes we think we have other options than believing God. But if you pull back all the noise of this world, we realize the only option we have two in life, to believe him or not believe him. (laughs) That's really about it, you know. Am I going to take him at his word or am I not? But I love this centurion guy. I can't wait to meet him in heaven someday. But here's Jesus the Christ in the flesh saying, I'm coming to your house. I'm going to do this in person for you and you can stand and watch me do it. He says, don't need to do that. I recognize who you are. If you'll just speak, I know it'll be done. And Jesus marvels at this man. Wasn't a Jew. Wasn't one of his disciples. And said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. If anywhere you should have found it, it should have been in Israel, right? But you get gummed up with that religious tradition, right? So here's someone that didn't have to sort through all that. He just said, I'm going right to Jesus. I'm going to take him at his word. That's what we preach here. Go right to Jesus and take him at his word. Verse 13, Jesus said unto the mount, excuse me, unto the centurion, go your way, and as you have believed, so be it done unto you. Yes, yes. Wow. How important the thoughts we choose to allow yes. internally. As thou hast believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in that self-same hour. Listen, we've got to guard our hearts during this season. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. Don't allow internal strife within you. Stay with the word. We We are moving forward into a new season. Listen, you know how the enemy works. Anytime there's any kind of a change, there's going to be gossip. There's going to be, and I've seen it among ministers. 
we're all people, you know. But a change happened and people want to start talking and, and gossiping. We are not like that. We don't participate in gossip. We're zeroed in on Jesus and what he's doing in our lives. And we're just going to stay with him. We're going to walk with him. And we're going we're gonna to let him lead us during this time. But this will, this will be successful because it's built on the word. And actually, if you'll really study the history of the New Testament church, there's a lot going on in homes. A lot of powerful ministry happening in homes. And it all depended on where they were, what was going on in the culture. Of course, it started on the day of Pentecost, which we celebrated last week. But, you know, they, then persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and they scattered. Now, there were some of the main disciples stayed there, and James became the head of the church there. But there, and then, of course, you see a lot of strife in the New Testament. Have you read that part? I love the Bible. It's very real. But then you had this guy, Saul, who's persecuting the church. Uh, his eyes are open to Christ, and he starts building the church. And that didn't go over very well. That <laughs> took a lot of time. But you know what Saul said? He said, I didn't consult with flesh and blood. Christ taught him the gospel personally, and he ended up writing most of the New Testament we have today. But there are issues between him and Barnabas. Uh, when they were on a mission, about to embark on a missionary journey, they got into a huge argument because right. Paul didn't want to take the person Barnabas said they should take. Have you read this in Acts? Right, right, right. And they split. Yeah. So Paul said, I'll take so-and-so, and Paul said, I'll take so-and-so, and they went their different directions. This is two major apostles of the New Testament church. We're all people, okay? Right. And then people start saying, well, I'm of Paul, I'm of Barnabas, and I'm of Apollos. And Paul said, we're of Christ, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? We, the, the minister sows and, but, and plants, but it's the Holy Spirit that enables it to water and grow. So we want to guard our hearts during this time. Really, we're doing what we've always done. We're, just, we're, we're maintaining a hot relationship with Jesus. We're pursuing him, and, and, and we're getting the word each week. We're going to have the word coming straight to your device, your home, your TV, your computer, your laptop, wherever you're at, and, and during the week. You know, these Bible studies, next Bible study I'm doing is on Job. It's going to be awesome because Job is so misunderstood. But we're going to, it's after it's God's will to heal. We're going to say, what about Job? And it's going to be very powerful and set you free. But uh, we're going to be putting out topical Bible studies as, as much as we can, social media content, doing all that we can to be actively sowing the word in your lives, okay? Um, oh, Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Okay. We're hitting the home stretch here. Um, so in these home groups, um, it's an opportunity really to focus on growing the Word of God in your home and where you live. Um, and you, you know, like I said, we're, there are some that might say, you know, I really would like an in-person, in-person worship experience. You'd be led by the Lord. You know, if he, if, if he, he'll, you know, if that's something you really feel you need, I understand that, and we're for you, and we bless you, and we want to do whatever we can for you. Um, we know of, uh, I hadn't had a chance to talk to them yet, Pastor Stephen and um, Sandra Horridge uh, in, at the Gathering Place in Tiverton. They are, uh, I've been to Karis, uh, amazing people, friends of ours, but we know they, they are on the same page with us in the message 
that we preach. Yes. Um, you know, that's a, a church there, the gathering place. We know Maria Murphy, Pastor Maria Murphy, yes. who actually started a church in Dighton, where we live. And yeah, yeah. So they, they, they are looking to, to purchase a piece of land, I think, in Dighton. But she is, uh, uh, preaches same message along the same lines that we do. Um, someone shared of a church in Rockland, I think. I don't know the name of the church, but I know living is a living word. I'm not sure, but uh, I know the Bible school they have there is Mark Hankins, who's in, oh, where is he? I know Mark Hankins' apostolic ministry. I'm not sure where he's at. Where's it? Louisiana. But I, I know of Mark Hankins. Again, he's uh, Scott Webb. All those guys are buddies. And that's it. So, you know, you, we want you to, to do what you feel led of the Spirit to do. Um, we just ask you prayerfully consider giving this a try, <laughs> you know. Um, now, obviously, this is going to take time. I mean, we're, I'm still cleaning out my garage. I'm still trying to figure out how to get all this stuff going, you know, um, and how to work this out. So uh, it's going to take time for all of us to adjust. Um, you know, we think we're probably going to be moving in the next four weeks or so. Um, we're just taking it week by week. So, you know, that's a project, obviously, and then, you know, moving out there, unpacking, trying to get our bearings and being starting a work out there. It's just going to take time, um, but it's all right. Maybe Jesus will come back on <laughs> June 15th. I don't know. And we'll just uh, have to worry about the whole thing. So we <laughs> and then I'll see you in heaven. So we good. <laughs> but anyway, we'll, we'll just keep going as he leads us. Um, but we just ask God for your patience and grace and and I, and I understand, like I said, you do what you feel you need to do, but this, this could end up being something that you never planned on, but it could be a really yeah. unexpected blessing in your life. And we have, in, we just love having people in our homes over the years, and whether it be just to shout at the Patriots or to uh, do a Bible study or whatever it is, and that's uh, such an important part of our relationship with Christ. So this is, a, this is an opportunity to really kind of cultivate that. And it might be too, and it's flexible, you know. Uh, again, we, all, we don't want to, we want everything, all living things have a structure. But, so we obviously need to have a structure. But there's a difference, I forget what they call it in biology. Some, when you have a skeleton on the inside, it's a good thing. That, what are the animals that have the skeleton on the outside? Thank you. So they need to shed that thing, right, in order to grow. Well, we're not made that way. We have a structure on the inside that grows internally, right? So we don't have to shed it. But we, we want that kind of a structure that's an internal expansion, okay? So we'll have, we'll have the structure we need, but again, we don't want to make it too structured. So you might say, you might have a friend that says, hey, why don't you guys come over uh, for, for June, you know? And then so why don't you come over to my house for May or, or whatever? You come over the first Sunday, I'll come over the second Sunday, or... Um, Right now, so there's potential. We're looking at uh, hopefully having something in, Pataw in the Pawtucket area. Hopefully having something. Uh, oh, where's uh, north north towards Boston? I forget the town there. Uh, one in Bridgewater. Hopefully something in Fall River, New Bedford, uh, in the southern Massachusetts, into Rhode Island. So um, we're just giving people time. We know this takes time. We have sign-up sheets back there. 
Um, you listen to the Lord, Rehoboth. I think we have something, Rehoboth. Um, but we ask, if you do know today and you feel like you'd like to try it, just put your name on the sheet and just put the town, city or town, where you're located, and then your email. And then I'm going to price it on an email this week asking people to just email us at info at highwaychurch.us. And what we're going to build is a network. And so we'll have a, a map available. We won't have any addresses on there, but just, you know, with uh, markers in the different towns so people can say, you know what, I'm in Rehoboth and I'd like to attend a home group. Well, we'll, keep, again, respect everybody's privacy, but we'll know who the, the hosts are. And I'll shoot out an email to the host and say, listen, I've got a person from so-and-so that's interested in a home group. Would you like to contact them, you know? And uh, we'll work it out as discreetly as we can and protect your privacy. Yeah, that's what CF had shared. Yeah, it was because we had talked to CF. We were talking a few weeks ago. And he said, you know, this is really simple. He said, all we need is willing leaders and, and willing hosts, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's true. Um, it's basically the, the, you know, just... Just the oversight and encouraging one another. You've got the word coming to you, and you can pray and minister to each other. So, um, hallelujah. And two, you know, what's, what's, what I like about being in a home, when someone shares a need, you realize, wait a minute, I have Christ in me. I can lay my hands on the sick. <laughs> I can put my hands on this person, and they'll recover. Or I can pray for their relative in the hospital. Why? Because Christ is in me. I'm a new creation in Christ. And it puts you, it, it's like, okay, I've got to step out because I'm the one sitting on my couch with this person's need in front of me. And I've got to dig down deep and believe God with them, you know. And so it, it really gives us this opportunity to step out and step yes. forward. Hallelujah. And this has hit me as we we're coming into today. I'll just read it to you and then we'll... Uh, wrap this thing up, but um, Joshua 24, you know, you look at spiritual leadership in the Bible, and it's very interesting, um, but you look at Noah, who was the only man left interested in following God on the earth, him and his family, and God called him to build an ark, and that wasn't a week-long project or a month-long project. The Bible scholars estimate it could have been anywhere from 45 to 90 years. You imagine be the only person on earth who's listening to God and you're building this ark. You might, he must have looked like such a fool, you know, for 40 to 70, 90 years, however long it took. He just listened to God and did what God told him. And he must have undergone so much ridicule and persecution. And then you, you look at Moses who God called, and then he fleed, went out to the backside of a desert. And then God calls him. He delivers the Israelites. And then God calls Moses to go up on a mountain for almost six weeks. Think of that for a second. Your leader's... What happened when he was up there? What's happened to this Moses? He hasn't even texted us. What happened? (laughs) And the leader that Moses left in charge... What they do, made an idol of gold. They began worshiping golden calves, you know? And so that's six weeks, no contact with their leader, right? God does this because there are things, it's a special thing being a leader in the body of Christ, but he calls you aside and he just wants time with you. And you got to understand that. 
Joshua should have known that. Or excuse me, who was Aaron? No, it wasn't Joshua. Pardon me, Joshua. It was Aaron who should have known that. So Moses comes back down with the tablets in his hand. He sees what's going on, smashes the tablets that God wrote. And then he, he, they're, they're chastised. And guess what? Back up another six weeks, 40 days. So I, there's the, and you see, Jesus had a very intimate relationship with the Father. Sometimes he just went away from everybody. Alone with the Father, he started his ministry that way, almost six weeks alone. Then he called James, John, was close to him. James, Peter, and John saw, saw things that no other disciples saw. You know, they're on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they came down. Jesus said, don't tell anyone about this until after I'm risen. Can you imagine the other disciples? What happened up there? Come on, what happened? Uh, he said not to say anything. Oh, you guys are special, huh? Yeah. Well, oh, oh, they're special guys. You know, they know things. That's how the flesh does, right? There are things just God will call you to and into. And he's not to tell everybody. You just, it's, that builds trust in all of us, right? We just all have to trust him and follow the Holy Spirit in our lives. So Joshua, who took over for Moses in Joshua chapter 24, he gathers all the tribes of Israel to Shechem. And called for the elders of Israel and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers and presented themselves before God. And in verse 13, he said, I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you built not and you dwell in them of the vineyards and olive yards which you planted uh, it, it not do you eat. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. Yes, that's King James. And serve the Lord. Now, this is, this is a scripture. And if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And I want you to understand this is a man standing before people who were kind of hostile. And he said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So during these next days ahead, uh, I'm not even sure what's happening tomorrow, but we're going to navigate this. And I ask you, Highway family, to um, recognize the word that has been sown into your lives over the years. Um, that's very precious to me. And uh, to prayerfully consider uh, this plan and what we're doing. And we love you. Whatever you, you decide to do, we understand. Um, and we're for you. But I do believe this is going to open doors for all of us to step into a different level of ministry and see God do some things in our homes and in our lives that are going to be greatly encouraging to all of us. Um, can we see? God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.